everybody. This is Paul at the Discovery Ed Podcast. This week, uh, we're going to be presenting a roadblock to it, and uh, Jody is going to be doing the presentation. And uh, after the presentation, I'm sure that uh, Jody would like some questions about his uh, roadblock to it. Go ahead, Jody. All right. Thanks, Paul. Uh, yeah, so on this journey of self-discovery, we we come across a lot of roadblocks, things that kind of stunt our, our growth and stop us from learning. And uh, a lot of times you'll think, you know, I always thought I was, I was pretty open-minded. So uh, when people say they're open-minded, they're kind of really focusing on kind of their, their conscious awareness of what they're willing to accept, what they're willing to listen to. Uh, but when it comes to our internal thought, that's kind of more on a subconscious, subconscious level. So we're not really going to be quite aware of some of these roadblocks until we can kind of start to recognize those. Um, So think of it kind of like accidentally leaving the parking brake on in your car where you go to drive and you're, you're trying to go somewhere and you just, you can't really see and figure out what's really holding you back um, unless you're aware that someone put the parking brake on. So uh, the first one we're going to talk about is um, kind of our past program conditioning and our habitual behavior. So this is going to be kind of the foundation of what we think we are. Um, Paul likes to say, you know, you're not who you think you are. And it's going to be based on all kinds of fears, um, kind of how we see ourselves, how we were taught as a child, like kind of brought up, what we think our capabilities are, um, some of our desires, our likes, and our dislikes. And so all these things are going to kind of go into this past program conditioning and this who we think we are. So whenever we start to be exposed to new things or anything that seems like kind of out of place, we're going to kind of resist that. Our internal thoughts going to kind of try to resist that change, and it's going to try to bring us back to what we're, we're used to. Um, you've heard that saying, you know, we're, we're creatures of habit. We just like like things to be the same as they've always been. So all that stuff is going to kind of hold us back and create one of those roadblocks to try to change and try to be exposed and do new things. Uh, the second thing is cognitive dissonance. So I really like this word. It was, it was a new word when I started talking with Paul, and um, it, it, it kind of has this interesting aspect to it. And it, it really is inconsistent thoughts and beliefs and attitudes. Um, so we're going to have certain thoughts and beliefs of what we really believe to be true. And when we are exposed to something different, it's going to kind of throw that cognitive dissonance in there. And our mind's going to naturally kind of respond in a few different ways. And the, the good example I like to use is kind of smoking. So everybody knows and believes that smoking is bad for you, um, but yet people still smoke. So you can kind of ask yourself, like, why, if somebody believes something, how, how can they have these inconsistent thoughts and for that to be true? And there's a few things that have to happen. One, they either have to justify it, um, either look at some of the evidence or they're like, well, I knew somebody once that smoked their whole life and they live to be like 90 years old. Um, 
So they'll, they'll find like one example in order to kind of get rid of that feeling of cognitive dissonance where they have those inconsistent thoughts. Um, another one is they can just ignore it completely. They can just completely throw out the evidence and they can be like, well, I don't care. Um, and another one is they can um, find some sort of like contradicting evidence. They're like, well, like maybe I'm going to quit or maybe um, something else proves me wrong. Uh, things like that. So that's one example of that cognitive dissonance that with the inconsistent beliefs. Um, another one, it, there's another, there's a few other ones and kind of a disclaimer. I'm not really, uh, trying to advocate one way or another, but a, a, a big example for me is like religion. And so for me, like, I believe like the earth was only like 5,000 years old and things like that. So anytime I came across any kind of articles or videos that showed that there was like carbon dating of dinosaurs or things like that, that completely contradicted that firm belief that I had um, from the past, I would just kind of have to throw that stuff out. So that's one of those, when your brain's stuck with contradicting beliefs, you have to go with one or the other. Um, so that happens a lot when it comes to like different conspiracy theories and things like that. Um, there's so much that causes like your mind to have such a conflict between those different inconsistent beliefs that you have to either do like one of those different things, either justify to ignore it or find something that just completely contradicts it and throw it out. So when it comes to our internal thoughts, another good example is maybe that feeling of not being good enough. So if for some reason in our subconscious we were felt and made to believe that we weren't good enough or we didn't do a good job, maybe our parents were always critiquing everything we did, uh, maybe we weren't doing things uh, to their standard, you know. Parent, parents are always trying to make their kids do better and be the best that they can. But as a child, you kind of start to see that as, oh, it wasn't good enough. Oh, they're critiquing me. Oh, it wasn't the best. And so we kind of look at it from that different view, and that starts to become our belief system. Um, so when it comes to things further down, when somebody says different things, if that inconsistent belief system or somebody says like, hey, you did a good job, you might think and start to feel that inconsistency with how you felt you were when you were a child. Um, so one of those things to look at when we're trying to be more subconsciously open-minded to new possibilities and things that could be out there. Um, the next one is going to be a blind spot. So a blind spot is where you can't really see um, something that we're trying to be exposed to. Um, a good example is like being in denial, where somebody starts to try to expose you to maybe something that you need to work on, things like that, and our mind is just going to create this kind of blind spot. So Denial is kind of a conscious, like, I'm not going to look at that. And a blind spot is going to be kind of your subconscious where you don't even know you're not looking at it. And it's going to be your mind's self-defense mechanism trying to protect you from 
some sort of new information or something that's going to either cause you to change or some sort of fear that your mind thinks that is going to be a dangerous situation. So it's just going to completely block that out, and it's going to create this, like, safety, safety wall to prevent you from even looking at that. Uh, that's one of those roadblocks. And there's a, there's a few different ways to kind of get around that. We'll, we'll talk about those. The strongest roadblock is going to be something that completely causes us to shut down. Uh, maybe we're exposed to something that could be triggering a tra traumatic event or something that uh, our mind is just not willing to look at. And in desperation, it's just going to be like, nope, I'm not looking at that. Um, I'm done. And there's usually a lot of physical responses that our body will do to kind of let us know that we're in that shutdown situation. Um, it might be in that, that case where you're on the phone where you just hang up on the person. You're like, nope. That's the easiest way to shut down these days. Uh, but if you're in like a face-to-face -face, uh, conversation and something triggers that shutdown roadblock and that shutdown response, uh, you might just walk out. You might uh, uh, stand up. You might move around a lot. You might just completely um, stop listening to whatever that person has to say. And there's some other, I guess, documented extreme cases where people will literally, their, their mind will tell uh, their body to, like, stop listening or stop hearing. So you'll have different, like, uh, they call it, like, hysterical blindness. Or people will just suddenly not be able to hear or they'll have a ringing in their ear. And if you think of, like, your sight and your, your hearing as being, like, kind of microphones and cameras that are connected to your brain, um, ultimately your brain is what is controlling what it sees and what it hears. So if it gets into this type of roadblock, your brain can just kind of stop looking at those electrical signals coming in and just being, and just shut down. So um, and that's just an example. There's many other physiological responses that your body can do to just shut down. Um, so with these roadblocks, there are, are some solutions we can do to kind of get around some of these things that our mind's going to trick us into doing. And we have the, the three-step process, the identify, confront, and be proactive. So the identify is where we're going to try to look at all these different um, aspects, things we want to change. And that's kind of going to be the main phase where we're going to have a lot of these roadblocks show up. Uh, we're going to be exposed to some new things on a journey of self-discovery that we've probably never heard of before. So trying to identify some of these different things that we need to look at, that's where that, um, those roadblocks are going to come into play. We're going to, it's going to conflict with something we've already heard. Um, it, we're, just going to completely be in fear or something that's going to stop us from trying to identify and look at these different things. So uh, the best way is taking small steps, being able to, one, recognize that, hey, these roadblocks are occurring and find small steps around them. Um, another good one we have is uh, Paul does word acknowledgement, starting to look at different words to kind of expose us to 
what these words mean and what things we can kind of look at in a different light where it's not so trigger responsive to throwing out some of these roadblocks. And once we can start to identify these and look at some different ways to improve, that'll help us to become more um, proactive and be able to take on these roadblocks and find different ways around them. So those are the, the main roadblocks that I have, and uh, hopefully we can be more aware and more conscious of some of these subconscious roadblocks and be able to uh, move past those. Thanks, Paul. Thank you very much, Jody. That was a very good presentation. I'm going to ask uh, some of the group here. Hey, uh, Ray, um, what's a roadblock or two that you've had in the past eight years that, uh, you know, prevented you from uh, discovering, I mean, working on it? Uh, one of one of my biggest roadblocks has been uh, addiction. So smoking, smoking weed has been a big roadblock for me. So that and I'd say probably self confidence. Two of the biggest roadblocks. Well, of the two, Ray, what would you say is was the strongest challenge? Strongest challenge? I don't know which one I'd say is stronger. Equally, huh? Yeah, I think so. I think they play off of each other in a way. I appreciate your uh, participation. Emily, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. What has been a roadblock to it with you in uh, in your journey of self-discovery? I guess I'd say my roadblock is is just the habit. You're so the habit that you're so used to doing something, so it's it's hard to change. And um, you know, if you want to change, like, well, one thing. Okay, I'm trying to lose weight and going to the gym, and I was doing it good at first, and I was uh, <clears throat> dedicated and and eating right and doing things right. And then I don't know what happened. Then it just seemed like I just stopped and I started making excuses. Well, it's cold today. My friend's not going. It's late. I'm tired. You know, I want to eat the donuts. You know, what's wrong with a little donuts every now and then or a little milk or whatever. And so I think I'm kind of right back where I started at. When did you recognize that – the uh, it was trying to uh, come back and affect you like you uh, first started on the journey. Probably about a week ago, but I've been doing some like therapy work. I, I guess I instead of working on myself, I've been working on other people. I've been helping other people out that that's been having a bad life or you know, a lot of stuff that's been going on with them. And I guess instead of working on me, I started feel like I was working on them and thinking I'm doing a good thing, you know. Okay. Well, thank you, Emily. We really appreciate that. Um, All righty. But um, it has a uh, strong, strong, dedicated objective because uh, 
for however many years you have from birth until the present time that you've been on your journey, it's going to do everything it can to create these distractions, these uh, things that will create uh, blocks in your life. Just like uh, Ray, eight years ago when I started with Ray, I said, Ray, you're going to have a thousand different times that you want to quit. And uh, I don't think you believed me that much, did you? At that time, Ray? Uh, I didn't know it from personal experience. But, uh, you know, I said to him, I said, you're going to want to quit a thousand times because it's going to find every possible way to, you know, divert you back from your old ways because they're all past program conditioning. And, uh, we, you know, we all suffer from it. It's just a, a process that we have to be continuously uh, using to identify, confront, and being proactive. Otherwise, it's going to uh, trick us up and get us back on our old way of living. And uh, I really... Uh, Appreciate everybody participating in the uh, roadblock to it tonight. And uh, anybody have any questions on the call tonight before we get off? I got a question, Paul. My question is, you say identify, confront, and, and be proactive. Proactive. Okay, so I identify the problem... My it is trying to attack me by saying, oh, let's not work on Emily. Let's work on somebody else. Okay, so I identified that's my it attacking me. And what do you mean by confronting? Confronting, you're saying that to yourself? Well, okay, I don't. Once you identify something, then you have a choice, which is confronting. And that choice is to continue uh, doing what you always have been or realizing that it is trying to take you away from your journey of self-discovery by helping other people, uh, justifying helping other people uh, rather than yourself because it's going to use every excuse in the world to get you away from your journey. Uh, if it's helping other people per se, uh, if it's uh, getting tired or uh, saying your mind can say that I'm sick and I, I don't feel good today, and after a while, it, it'll bring you back into that uh, pattern of uh, your past. And uh, identifying, like you said, you know, you realize that uh, something was going on, but before you can help someone else, you've got to, Learn to help yourself, you know, and it's it's just a matter of becoming proactive once you uh, realize what's going on. Did that answer your question? Yep. Yep. Okay. Anybody else? You're welcome. Jody, would you uh, like to close the uh, meeting this evening with a? A word of wisdom? Yeah, I think Emily hit it pretty good. Is the, the biggest thing for me also, the biggest challenge is that 
that habitual behavior, that past program conditioning where we have all these things on how we think things are supposed to be that create that like foundation that leave us stuck. And anytime we try to do things differently um, or try to look at maybe a new job or um, new habits or things like that, we're always going to kind of be drawn back to that same habitual behavior um, until we can identify that, confront it, and interrupt that pattern and do something different. So I think that's that's the, the big one for me. Uh, for me, too. Um, appreciate everybody being on tonight, uh, Ray, Emily, and uh, really uh, enjoy the presentation you gave tonight, Jody. Look forward to everybody being on call next Thursday night at uh, 7.30. Conference call number is 515-604-9530. Access code 655-145. See everybody next week.